This is an Area Code podcast. Welcome back to Feel for the Game, the sports podcast where we talk about our feelings. I am Nick. And I am Noah, and uh, there's a third person here today. What? And, I, and what, what? That's a big deal. That's a, for the first time ever, there is a, a third person on the, on the show. And we have Ashley Whitehurst, who is the host of the Area Code show, Comedy Has an Ouchie. She is a comedian, writer, director, uh... Coach, correct? Like, right? I, you, yeah, you, you yeah, coach you improv. It. You yeah. whatever that. What, means. what else do you do? What else do you do? <laughs> I don't know. I, that's all I know about you. I think. So. <laughs> yeah, coach, write, uh, do do whatever. Talk about it. Maybe too much because uh, <laughs> improv is ridiculous if you really think about it. <laughs> it um, is a ridiculous thing. You're not it wrong. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, tell us a little bit about comedy has an ouchie. So it's a, this is another show on the Area Code Podcast Network. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you guys do on your show. Yeah, so we are interested in talking about all the issues that are happening inside of comedy and the rules that we've all played by and how we can start to break those rules and dismantle the system. It's a, It's got a real socialist vibe to it. We're just trying to take down the <laughs> the people who think they're in power and make it make it better for everybody else because it's just been uh, a cesspool of toxicity for a very long time. So my co-hosts are uh, Steve Hahn and Felicia McLeod, and they are so funny and hilarious. And I am can confirm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys get to listen to it. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> lot of tangents. <laughs> just kidding. No, what's, what's great about it is that, like you said, I, what, how you just described the comedy scene a lot of that is true for yeah. the sports world and mm. true for any other world that we can imagine because they are societal issues and like i'm interested today as we're talking about sports to see the ways in which your background and your experience in the comedy world matches up with the sports world and then could i just like i said that just kind of totally. shows how it's it is a societal issue it is a yeah. structural issue not just you know in these it, they're not isolated incidents, I guess. Totally. Rather, uh, uh, rinse, lather, repeat is like the <laughs> mantra in my brain. It's just like, of course, of course, a system that is propped up by a lot of money and consolidated power is going to have issues. And it's just yeah. like, here we are with sports. <laughs> Same. Me and Noah, we're just sports fans. Like we're not in mm-hmm. the industry. We're not athletes. We're not a part of any sort of sports organization. We're just, we're seeing these things from the sidelines in a lot of ways. And we're trying to do our best to think critically about them and to, uh, understand that like what we see on TV and when we go to the stadiums and whatnot, it's it's bigger than just the score of the mm-hmm. game, right? It, it it spills over into our actual lives and everything. And I'm interested to hear your perspectives as we talk today because you are in this, you're you're dealing with this stuff on a, on a daily basis in the comedy world, and so you you get it almost a little bit more than we we will even. So yeah, it's I'm ex- be fun. I'm so excited to talk about it, and I think it's the experience in the comedy world, and like honestly, being a woman consuming man- male sports for all of my life has like t- totally tuned my antenna to like always be like, oh, that's interesting. Greg Maddox is pitching. Like, let, I want to like Google him and like see see what he's really like. Or, you know, I don't know why I pulled him out. That's like <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> yeah, hey, let's, let's pull this random picture from the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Google 
didn't even exist, by the way. So what a terrible example that was. I mean, like, hop on Ulta Vista and like, ask Jeeves <laughs> yeah. about Greg Maddox real I quick. Feel like, I feel like Greg Maddox would have had the most boring social media presence Totally. any baseball Because wasn't player. it a big deal when he shaved his mustache or something? No, it was that John Smoltz. There was one of them where it was like, <gasps> this season he's pitching without a mustache. Like, is his mojo gone? <laughs> I have to Google that. I, I have to imagine, yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you, you would, Noah, specifically. So, so let's get into it. So, uh, of course, our first segment, what's the score? Wait, before oh, before we get into before. our first segment, okay. can you, can oh. Ashley, can you tell us a little bit about your sports background? Like, oh, yeah, what, perfect. What, oh, yeah. Are you, what teams are you a fan of? What's your, uh, did you play sports growing up? Like, tell us a little bit Nick, about. I couldn't do this without you. Oh, <laughs> Love those it. are those are the kindest words Noah has ever said <laughs> to is, me. That is really sweet, and I was here to witness that. Uh, uh, <laughs> my sports background: um, I am I'm a, a massive sports freak. I grew up playing sports. My I think so in South Florida, the the two big the big sports are uh, soccer and baseball. I played soccer. I'm not a very fast runner, so as a kid, they put me like on the defense where you just kind of stand and wait for the ball to get kicked to you. Um, I had two brothers or I have two brothers. And so I did mostly versions of their versions of sports, if that makes sense. So I grew up playing baseball. And then at a certain age, I had to be funneled into the correct sport, which was softball, which is different and frustrating all in, on its own because I wanted to steal bases and I wanted to throw a little ball and I wanted to hit with, you know. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, I played softball and played all the sports, basketball, volleyball, um, yeah, soccer, I didn't play any hockey only because I was in Southern states and we don't yeah. really do hockey down there. So my allegiances are Florida Marlins because we Whoa. were in South Florida the year I did, they were. I didn't know Florida Marlins fans actually existed. They exist. Well, I guess <laughs> Miami Marlins now. Whatever. Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we were, I was in South Florida the year they were born uh, as part of the expansion um, effort by the MLB. Which is also very exciting because like how many people get to have a brand new team and then four years later have them win the World Series, which is which is wild. And then we moved to New Orleans and we became massive Saints fans, not because they were good, but because my mom would get free tickets from work because they couldn't give away tickets <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> soon enough. They were so bad. I was there for the Mike Dicka years, the uh, Ricky Williams years, uh, the Aaron Brooks years, all those. Um, when I mo we moved to Virginia, I sort of fell in love with uh, hockey because I went to a hockey game with a friend one time and she's like, you got to see it in real life. It's awesome. And I went and I was like, oh my God, this is such a cool sport. So I became a Capitals fan, which was even greater when they won the, the Stanley Cup a couple years ago. Then I moved to Chicago and now I'm a Bulls fan. <laughs> so. Oh, welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. You're, you're I, like a I was getting fan, like this different stickers on it your passport. Is, and it's it like, how stamped. are you? Okay. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I was my my blood pressure was rising as you were talking because <laughs> I like I'm so frustrated that people get to see their teams be successful. Oh. I've I've been a Chicago sports fan my whole life, and the only uh, recollection I have of a championship is the 2005 Chicago White Sox. It's been so long, so yeah. I'm hearing you talk about you know these New Orleans Saints have won a Super Bowl. 
you got the the Marlins in there, the Capitals. Like I just I want I want some of that. Noah's got Kansas City. Every team that I root for has won a championship in my lifetime. (laughs) Two thousand eight, Kansas University wins the national championship. Right, Derrick Rose. Oh, that's another mark. That's another mark. Speaking of Derrick Rose, right, man. uh, I'm genuinely thrilled for him right now to be having his like like moment because I just feel. Nick, yeah. is your background on your phone or or your computer still Derrick Rose is uh, crying after his fifty point game in Minnesota? <laughs> it's not. I'm moving okay. from that, but I had to. Yeah, that was a great. Actually, moment. you're bringing up Derrick Rose and you're speaking Nick's language. Like biggest Derrick Rose fan, he couldn't beat Mario Chalmers in a championship and couldn't. You know, had to cheat on his ACT or his SAT to get in college. But I guess we support cheaters over here. Yeah, but the NCAA is kind of a farce anyway. Oh so. yeah, I, I, I love college <laughs> sports. I want the NCAA to burn to the ground. Yes, hundred percent agreed. But I think it's like anybody coming from the Bulls system too. Like last year with Jimmy Butler, I was like, hell yes, like go get it. I'm so happy that they are. I got to see them play in real life and then like they're out there like just crushing it right now. So I'm just happy. Yeah. <laughs> I well, want them to come back. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that you're good, come back to the team that didn't let you see your potential. That's what right. we need. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks for that background. That's helpful. Yeah, sure. I'm happy to have you in the Chicago Bulls uh, family, but I just want you to be prepared. It's going to be a long, long, brutal, sad journey. But, but I mean, this is going to be a nice, uh, like little, like, um, teaser for what we're going to talk about. The the sky. I mean, we've got Candace Parker now, and I'm yeah, yeah, fucking ex- so stoked about that because it's yep. like hell yeah. Because when um. Della Don, Della Don, When she left, I got I was really bummed because I was like, man, she's so fun to watch but anyway candace parker chicago sky let's go yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 they uh one one thing that yeah well let's just go ahead and jump into mm-hmm. go ahead and noah you can lead us into i mean uh, you're already doing it but i guess yeah let's do the first segment <laughs> which is called what's the score rebound goes to the Cavs. jr smith brings it back out throws it a hill hill shot block and we'll go to overtime you get the feeling J.R. Smith the thought score. they had the lead. He no. didn't know the score. I think exactly. That's a bad So today we're going to talk uh, about women in sports and women and yeah. sports, I guess. Actually, I'm, we're going to tee you up. Just kind of set the stage for. We like to exactly. throw alley oops on this pa- on this yeah. podcast, but our alley oop passes are usually pretty. They're not always great. Yeah, they're not like I, th- I traveled on that one. I was like, is she going to ah, shit? And then I threw it up. So the whistle's like, already blown, but you're in the air so yeah. you can finish the dunk. <laughs> yeah, so I I think I think we should talk about what's going on with Simone Biles right de- right now because I th- when are the Olympics? Is it this summer or next summer? I forget. Yeah, this it's summer? like this July. This, or, just July, if right. They, if they still happen. If they still have it, right. Because it's supposed to be last year, right? There's a, there's a lot of... A lot of uh, commenting on what's happening with her she just crushed this trick that has only been done by men and as a result the gymnastics organization powers that be don't know how to score her properly so there's already been a lot of drumming up of well how is this fair to anybody else how is anyone else going to be able to compete with this um uh, just a lot of negativity surrounding that and it got me thinking like we do this to women in sports when they change when they change the game, which is something we celebrate when men do it, but not when mm. when women do it. So 
Does that sound like a fun thing to talk about, you that guys? That sounds <laughs> fun. Is maybe I, I I I hesitate to say this is going to be a fun conversation. In, a, in, a, in America, that's about as fun as it gets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely it, think there's something there with Simone Biles. I don't even know what part of what she did was like revolutionary because it all looked wild to me. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's but one like, of those sports where like everything just looks impressive. I know. But, like the fact that like there are people in there who are like she like we talk about greatest athlete and it's just like MJ and LeBron and Tiger Woods or whatever. Like why is she not being brought up and let alone her like Serena? Like why don't they get brought up? And it's just immediately the pushback of like this isn't this doesn't count. Like she's not a real athlete count. or whatever. It's like what the fuck are you talking about? Well, <laughs> and maybe that's it. No, what is like we we get excited about. Um, the three people you just named, they changed the game. Steph Curry has changed the game. LeBron has changed the game. MJ changed the game. But when Serena and Simone come by and they're they're changing the game or you know changing the the way we perceive it, it's just like, oh well, how dare they? And there's there's so many examples of, of that type of thing, right? It just sort of women athletes in some way their their successes being put down or marginalized in some fashion, right? Mm. Um, there's hundreds of instances of this happening and so i think it is important to to try to understand like why why is this the narrative that is at play when we talk about women's sports i don't know why it is i don't know why we can't just appreciate greatness for greatness i think it's that's been a historically a problem in sports across the board mm -hmm. um, but especially mm -hmm. when it comes to 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 women athletes and, and women professional teams and leagues I mean, I guess if you really think about it, it's only been, you know, it hasn't been that long that women have been recognized as actual professional athletes. So maybe mm -hmm. we're just coming up against this massive, um, it, it's hard. There are people still alive today who probably remember when women weren't allowed to compete professionally. So mm -hmm. I, I think maybe that's part of it. I think just being seen as uh, the, the, the weaker, um, g gender or sex, um, has a lot to do with it too. It's just like, well, Simone Biles can't do this thing that a man did because she's smaller and not mm -hmm. as stronger as the man who did it. So how is that? How do we, you know what I mean? Let's jump into the next segment for this since we're going to go in depth. So let's, let's jump into the press conference. I don't want to miss the, the segments and the music. So <laughs> <laughs> this is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello, you play to win the game. Yeah, you know, I've I think this is related, but you know, I I think that I've been thinking a lot of, about the WNBA because as mm. the season has started, I've tried to be more intentional about watching games, which is actually really hard because yes. there not a lot of them are right. televised, and it's hard to even have access to watch them. Right, which is that's a problem to begin with. Um, but then beyond that, you know, I've been trying to to watch and appreciate the WNBA because there are so many talented players, so many legendary players still playing. Tina Charles, Sue Bird, Diana Taurasi, mm -hmm. like legends that are going to go down in history books for forever. But you hear like one of the things I've been thinking a lot about is you hear this narrative of like, how do we make the game more interesting for men to to consume? Right. And some of the ideas are like, well, let's lower the rim to nine feet so that when the players can dunk more often. And I think like that is in some ways similar to this Simone Biles thing is like how, 
how do we even the the playing field between men and women instead of just acknowledging how great the women athletes are right now at the at the level that they're at like a 10 foot rim is how you play basketball we shouldn't change the rules of basketball mm-hmm. because men don't want to take the time to appreciate the talent that's happening in the WNBA you know it's like it's a it's like this weird thing that i can't it's so I, I'm trying to make sense of it, but yeah. it's 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 hard for me. I it like comes back to like it, specifically the NBA is it's such a great example because it's we have evidence of this. There have been documentaries about this. The argument I've always heard with women's sports is like, wow, there's just not enough money in it, and it's just like, do we know what the NBA used to look like? Like, do you know what? It, and I mean that in terms of like the money and the games and everything. Do we know? Do we know that sneaker deals were not a part of the thing? And it was a very specific player who made that a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like if you pump money into it, or you know the powers that be like CBS, if you're gonna uh, do the March Madness, like create the hype for the women's uh, tournament just as much as you do the men's one. And I guarantee you, people will be interested because if you put it in people's faces. They'll start to get it. They'll start to, you know, watch it and consume it. And the same thing with ESPN. It's like ESPN has so much power. And I, I know they know that. And I it became like very clear to me a couple of years ago how much power they have to control this is they could show more highlights and men would be like, damn, that, that's pretty cool. And I'm not saying that yeah. all men don't watch it, but, you know, and not all women watch it. Like you're saying, Nick, it's so hard to come by. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so hard to see a Chicago Red Stars game because they have the mm-hmm. stadium like an hour from the city. So it's really difficult to get out there. And um, there are amazing players out there. And it's so fun when you're at a soccer game and it's not that expensive. But meanwhile, the Chicago Fire gets to play in the city where it's more accessible and you know more mm-hmm. people can reach it just by walking. So mm-hmm. that's my soapbox rant about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting. Like as far as like trying to make sense of it, I feel like my experience coming from like as we were talking earlier right i come from the small farm town yeah obviously very conservative and very uh masculine very mm. uh toxic i guess to use that phrase uh or to use that word and it's definitely because like we would go watch the girls play basketball like right whenever i'm in high school mm. we would go support the girls high school basketball team and there, like there are some girls in the that played that were really 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 good like went on to play division one college basketball even though they're from a small town but it was this idea for all of us watching and i say us because like this is ingrained in me right to that like she's a girl so like yeah she's really good and yeah she's gonna go play it i think there was a girl from a surrounding school who went to like u of i it's like yeah she's gonna go play at u of i but like i could beat her like there's a reason yeah. she's not on the there's a reason she's not on the guys team so like, yeah that was impressive but it's actually not that like i could do that and i feel like that's what we see like when a Candace Parker, we mm. go back to her, when she's dunking at Tennessee and it's like this really big mm. deal, they're just, the problem is that there are men like, well, she was on a fast break. I could dunk on a fast break. And it's like, dude, you can't even touch the fucking net. What are you talking yeah, about? It's like, hard. It's but really I guess it's the whole thing is that they're just like, from my experience, that's the whole idea is that the fact that they are a woman and to use, you know, the, the words that you're using, Ashley, like the, the weaker and the gentler, yeah. you know, it's like, well, if they're able to do it, then that has to mean that I can do it too. And if they're doing something that I can't, then there's like an unfair advantage that they're given. So it's it's not even worth paying attention to. Like, it's not, it's not real. Like, I don't need to pay attention to it. It's just, it's whatever. Now a man is doing the exact same thing. That's something to be yeah. like, well, holy shit. Like, let's watch him do the same exact thing 20 times in a row because it's so impressive. It's really interesting because 
as far as I know, you I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the best example of this is men's and women's soccer. I believe mm-hmm. everything is the same measurement wise. And like, mm-hmm. okay, why are our, our, the women's soccer team has won mm-hmm. much more much successful? More, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. much more successful. Like, yeah. I mean, look at like the Chicago Red Stars have like multiple World Cup winning players on yes. their team. And and so even if you're taking that example, it's like, but they're, they're literally doing the same thing as men and mm-hmm. winning. And we're, we're here arguing about whether they deserve not just fair pay right but just like what do you guys remember when the world cup was in canada and they were forced to play on turf mm-hmm. and they were yeah. like no this is not good for us we are soccer players you can't do this this is really yeah. hard and they were like nah we're going to try it i don't know why they're french but <laughs> it's canada they're french french canadian yeah. that's just like my apathetic accent we're, we're going to try it <laughs> <You'll Really? understand. laughs> yeah but like or even just looking at like the we brought up the NCAA earlier, right? The tournament this year where the yeah. men have this giant workout oh. space and the women have like two five pound dumbbells <gasps> for the entire hotel and like a yoga mat. And it's always like, oh, it's just, we didn't realize that they needed to work out. It's like, how, what the fuck do you mean you didn't know they needed <laughs> yeah. to work out? <laughs> like, how awful of an excuse is that? Like, you knew you just didn't care and now you're yeah. getting called on your shit. Yeah. A lot of it, a lot of it feels like an investment issue, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, and not to get all weird, because get weird. I know I have a tendency to get a little get weird. weird. Get weird, but like you, you know, like home, so <laughs> I think a lot of these systemic issues that we are talking about when it comes to women's sports or the comedy industry, it just just across the board, like the systemic issues that we often have to have discourse about like i think a lot of it comes down to investment like where are dollars and time and energy being invested right it's like women's sports could be such a big deal it could be way more successful than it is even right now if the investment was there if we could get access to nationally televised soccer games and um and uh, WNBA games and and volleyball games. I mean, the college, the NCAA women's volleyball tournament every year in college is like a huge, like the talent there is amazing. That like college volleyball, like, terrifies me they are savage out there and i and i like those spike the way the way they set bomb bomb set spike and i'm just like okay yeah all all props it's so good and captivating it's great television yeah (laughs) Uh, and so it's like if if it feels like it comes down to an investment issues like if we can just i don't know i don't know convince the people in power to invest the dollars and to and to believe that people want to support it. Like there are people that probably do want to support women's sports, but don't know how to, mm-hmm. don't have the access. Uh, it's not readily available as uh, NBA coverage or NFL coverage is. Uh, MLB coverage, like all these other leagues that have historically been around. It's like, I would much rather watch uh, a WNBA game right now than like, middle middle of the summer baseball oh like, man middle of the summer interested. baseball is the worst <laughs> yeah. not interested in middle of the summer baseball you <laughs> gotta know? wait till after the all-star game and that's when it gets good i think that's well, right and i think it's it's all about um stop stop centering stories about women's sports again around controversy which brings us back to the simone mm-hmm. biles thing mm-hmm. or the the fair pay thing that you know rapino and alex morgan and all all those um mm-hmm. players were spearheading or you know serena williams yelling at a referee, which is crazy because 
Or, <laughs> or and please, please, for the love of God, like my biggest pet peeve is calling them female athletes. It is so mm. frustrating to hear someone talk about can you talk athletes yeah can you talk a little bit more about that because you you said something offline that like i didn't i didn't think about it's a yeah. very obvious thing but i just hadn't thought about it before you mentioned the tennessee vol, uh, yep. volunteers right and that's good that's uh, just what you're about to say that's not just the tennessee thing no like, not just yeah, no, the easiest not. one I pull every out. college is yeah yeah the lady volunteers so, the lady bears the lady cougars or whatever well there's a couple things in my brain so by saying like the lady volunteers why are we not saying the male volunteers when we talk about or the male Jayhawks? So there's that problem. And then that's ridiculous. Uh, the second thing is you're centering men, the men then. So you're saying mm. that the men is the normal thing. And the thing that is outside of it needs to be classified as like, that's they're they're the other. And so then you're already setting, setting people's brains up and you're priming your audience to be like, well, it's not, you know, it's not as good as the male ones. And then it just sounds like it's, second tier or second second two and so so then when you move on to professional sports we're arguing about who the greatest athlete of all time is everyone's like it's lebron oh and the the female version is serena it's just like absolutely not it's serena first (laughs) or on par with like we do not need to to make it a gender issue that's what frustrates me about it um and i also have I mean, the the country as a whole is having a, a whole conversation about what it means to be male, male and female, and that's a whole other discussion. But that also frustrates me. It's just like we don't need to be defining people by when it comes down to it, their genitalia, right? That's all you're saying at the end of the day. Um, I'm curious to see if, to hear if either of you have any thoughts about that that I maybe haven't thought about, or if you've never noticed it. No, so I've I've definitely noticed it, and it is interesting just to see. Like, I feel like you see it a lot right now in terms of. Um, like you'll see people be like, man, Oklahoma City is so bad this year. They should have stayed in Seattle. Like Seattle needs a basketball team. It's like, motherfucker, Seattle has a basketball oh team. They God. just won a championship. Like, <laughs> yes! they're there. Or like, someone oh, called like, Sue Bird. Like, yeah. Like, so, like just the other day, I saw one where it was like, Phoenix hasn't had meaningful playoff basketball since whenever they had Steve Nash and Amari Sedemeyer. And it's like, that's not true. They have had meaningful yeah. playoff basketball. You're just completely, like, you're yeah. completely ignoring what's happening here. And it's just interesting mm-hmm. to me, like, you see that with the naming of like, like you're saying, the, or the, the centering of male sports versus like, uh, like the lady balls or the lady, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Because you'll see that too, where it's like, oh, Tennessee hasn't gone this far in the tournament since, you know, 1929 or whatever. And it's just like, well, Pat Summit Have won you, a couple national championships. The queen herself, yeah. But t- Tennessee actually <laughs> has made it this far in the tournament. And whatever, and like, and that's just another thing, right? Like, it's a March Madness, it's an NCAA tournament. We don't say the NCAA men's tournament. It's just the tournament. Mm. Other than it's like the 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 women's tournament. Or you mean the big they, dance, they right? It. Because you might the get sued dance. by using yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, gotta be careful. <laughs> or even that, like March Madness is specific to men's basketball. They don't use let them use March Madness. That is for the men's tournament. It's copyrighted <laughs> by the men's tournament. I don't. So I like, all, so like on the court, that. it just says NCAA women's basketball or NCAA women's tournament or something like that. It, there's no nothing to March Madness, and it's like, man. In the last five years, some of the biggest like March Madness moments have happened in the women's tournament. Yeah. Like you had um, the Notre Dame player who had a Final Four buzzer beater, and back to back around and had yeah. a buzzer beater in the national championship. Yeah, that shit ain't happening in the in the men's tournament. 
But that doesn't qualify as March Madness because it's not men doing it. And only men are allowed to have madness, apparently. Which maybe that's true historically. But. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> I, you know, I was going to say the, the one thing that, the one way that I think that this has played out for me in my life is like, I, the narrative of like, uh, guys thinking like specifically guys that have played high school sports or something at some level thinking like, Oh, I could go beat that pl- player in mm-hmm. a one-on-one or I could hit a pitch from that softball player or uh, <laughs> whatever. <not. laughs> like just like that whole narrative of like, Oh yeah. Like I could, I could be her in a one-on-one mm-hmm. like that. That for me has been one of the ways that I have, I feel like seeing this play out in my life, just realizing like, yeah, that, that is that is so problematic and actually it's not even true like all of those guys that think that they they can beat some of these professional athletes or or college athletes uh they're they're dead wrong to begin with they're actually better than you for a reason they they play at that level for a reason but then also it's just like that that idea of like oh i'm just physically like i'm i'm more i'm more imposing physically so i could of course beat them it's like that's just uh, that's just such a I think going back to what you said, Noah, it's a toxic masculine way of thinking and it's just not true. And we need to sort of get rid of that altogether because it's, it's terrible. Should uh, so. it, it should be, you could still say that you just got to change the affectation. Oh, it's because she's a woman that she's doing this. Like mm-hmm, think yeah. about all the adversity again, back to the soccer players having to play on turf or, you know, sub- or like, <laughs> Being pregnant, like being pregnant. Know. I was gonna bring Serena. What was it? Serena Williams. Did she win when she was pregnant, or she was yeah. playing? She did win. Yeah, I'm, probably, I'm pretty sure she won I a major he, while pregnant. Yeah, yeah, it was like really early along. But then, like, mm-hmm. it, I don't want to like weird you out, but like having a period sucks, and I yeah. can't imagine getting out of bed to go play a high intensity sport on such a at such a high level especially like maybe on a world stage, right, on the World Cup, or you know, and and who knows, mm-hmm. like if they're all highly regulated but anyway but like under those circumstances you could be pregnant you could be having a period you could be uh basically given no resources and these women are still crushing it and that's that is because you because they are women not uh because they're women it's because Mm -hmm. they're women you know and it's ah it's very frustrating one thing that i appreciate that some male superstars are starting to do is get behind these teams invest in these team teams um was it last week um well, I know uh, Alex O'Hanahan, so uh, Sabrina, uh, Sabrina's husband just invested in a, a soccer team. I know LeBron is is an investor somewhere, but it's just like th- this. This is a great start. Put the money in. Put the money and the resources in, um, so we can stop seeing bullshit commercials like that have the NBA players being like, "Hey, we're great, but you should watch the WNBA." Like, I hate that stuff. I think mm-hmm. it's such like pandering. Um, but like throwing becoming true accomplices to this and and throwing money when you can where you can because i think sadly in this society we live in it's going to come down to money <laughs> mm-hmm. you know but like i would want i want these guys to go further so when someone when a bunch of 50 uh, year old white men are talking about simone biles and how like in her athleticism you know they can come to her defense and be like, and shut that shit down. You know, I want to see a Kevin Durant be like, you don't know what it takes to be a, an athlete. So shut up. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You're sitting behind a desk doing And Kevin Durant has like 28 Twitter accounts. So <laughs> he would do he, it. He, he could, could do easily it. do it. He's and too busy defending it, himself. <laughs> all it takes is one slip and it's going to come from KD Trey 35 instead of <laughs> some random burner account he has. So 
For all we know, maybe he's out there defending people and we just don't know. We don't him, know. You You're know? right. Him and the 76ers coach. Yeah, they're all out there. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. I'm a big fan of athletes having burner accounts. I'm all for it. I think it's I'm great. I'm all for it. Okay, let's... Uh, I think I think that was that was a helpful conversation and I'm glad we were able to talk through some of those yeah, things. Let's, helpful, helpful for us two men to sit here and be like, this is why it sucks to be a woman in sports. <laughs> Well, periods. Yeah, am I we're, right? We're part of the problem, Nick. We're, we're well, yeah, like, we are. We so are, bad. but we're here. We're. It's a conversation that's necessary to have. <laughs> it's happening. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Noah. Um, we actually like did an episode last season about the women's national team, where it yeah. it felt very similar in a, in a some way, where it's like we're two guys trying to talk about women's sports and. There's going to be moments where we say idiotic things and have to learn and grow, but like that's it's better to try to engage the topic than to be a part of the. I thought you guys topic. did a great job. Are, is that what you're looking for? Some validation? Yes, please. No. <laughs> I need more of that. <laughs> no, for real though, I like that one. Which part? <laughs> that actually is the one that got me hooked on your podcast. I was like, oh, okay, uh, I liked it. So you guys did a good yeah. job. You get to talk about women's sports. Don't worry. If I can talk about okay. male sports, we, we got sports. we've. We've got the one woman saying that we are valid. So now we can just keep having opinions on women's sports. I'm not misogynist. I have a woman friend. Yeah, I've got a woman friend. I, I can't I can't Oof. be sexist. I've got I'm married. Sexist. I've got I'm married to a woman. She's I can't woman. be misogynist. She told like, me I'm great. Yeah. Come on. That there's no way I can do anything sexist in my life if I have a woman in it. Let's move on to our next topic. <laughs> we're talking about practice. I supposed to be the franchise player and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Uh, always, as always, shout out to Alan Iverson, mm. the absolute goat. Crossover king, uh, yes. <laughs> crossover king. Oh, we should have had you in the last episode. We talked about uh, his crossover. Yeah, we crossover. talked about the, the step over of Tyron Lue. Oh, my God. Every time we Every time we intro this po- this uh, segment, we end up just talking about Alan Iverson for like. You gotta leave room for it. You gotta leave room for it. <laughs> uh, this is the part of the show where we describe how we feel in four words. So today we're talking, obviously, talking a lot about the treatment of women in sports, um, everything, yeah, everything surrounding uh, that conversation. How do you guys feel? What what four words would you use to describe this sort of place? Hey, I want you to go first. Game My four time. words are respect by Aretha Franklin. <laughs> like we need to give them the respect that they deserve when they accomplish fantastic feats. Um, we need to respect them by paying them and compensating them appropriately. We need to respect them by giving them access to the same type of opportunities that the men's leagues have, right? Uh, TV spots, mm. uh, coverage on ESPN, all these different types of things, right? Uh, so I'm going to say respect. That's respect by Aretha Franklin specifically, but the song, if you know the song, it's all about respecting a woman. So if you know the song, as if there's a soul on this planet who doesn't. Oh, there's know people that, song. that don't know the song. There's people that don't know the well, song. I gotta look that me. up. Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Mm. I've never heard that name before. Respect. That, right? How do you spell that? Is there a way for me to remember? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, do you want to go next or would you like to be last? I'll be last. Okay. So my four words, and I use apostrophes to my advantage and conjunctions. And so this is technically five words, but it's four. This shit's fucked up. <laughs> 
Like, just all of it, systemically, culturally, structurally, shit's fucked up, and I wish there was a way to unfuck it up. And I, I don't know. There is a way. I just don't know what it is. Uh, I've joined my local DSA chapter. That's what I'm doing. Hell yeah. Put a rose uh, in that profile name. Um, Let's go. But yeah, and just I've been sitting here thinking about it, like how fucked up it is. I was just thinking back to like when I was in high school and, and or even just conversations I've had with family members and friends and the way that they talk about women's sports and not even necessarily professionally, but just like, you know, I can think of parents when I was in high school who would watch their daughters play basketball or whatever, but would be like, well, I'm, I'm just here because like, I don't really care. Like, I'd rather go watch the boys mm. play, but like my daughter's on the team, so I have to be here or, you know, like the phrase you throw like a girl as if that's like a bad thing, you know? And just, like, how fucked up it is that, like, from such a young age, we're, like, making it very clear to girls, like, that they're just, like, less than when it comes to, like, any physical activity. You might have dreams of being a professional athlete. Well, there's 13 professional basketball teams that you can play for, and they each only have 10 spots. So, like, good luck. You better... And, and also get ready to work on the weekends and also yeah. go play overseas yeah. because you can't... Yeah. Not, only, not only are you going to be a professional athlete, you better be prepared to have three different contracts for three different teams. Like, yeah. That, that in itself, like it's wild year. and they're yeah. all getting injured. I mean, look at uh, Diana Tarosi, mm-hmm. who's, who's now injured right now because it's just like the grind. The grind. They, they're playing so, so frequently. Yeah. So, so like, that's where I'm at. It's just, it's fucked up. How we talk about it needs to be fixed so that we're not just from such a young age, making it clear to girls that we don't care about their sports, but also making it like when we're doing that to the girls, we're also doing it to the boys that we don't care about mm. women's sports. And those are the guys who grew up and are like, well, I don't give a shit about the WNBA, not a sport. You know, they start yeah. making all the jokes in the ESPN Facebook comments about, you know, putting women in the kitchen or whatever. And it's like that starts at a young age from parents saying without realizing it, maybe that they don't care about women's sports. And that's fucked up. It's also more insidious than that, too, is if you look at ESPN's Instagram and I follow it despite how angry it makes me feel is that even when they don't have anything to post, they post content like oh my God, this guy just did that water flip. And it's all mm-hmm. men. It's all dudes. It's all mm-hmm. boys. And it's like, oh my God, like there is sports happening every, t- yeah. every, yeah. Like Sabrina, Sabrina Ionescu can go for a triple double, but instead of the- It won't show up on Instagram. But instead it'll be like seven years ago, Pat Beverly <laughs> flopped really bad in this playoff game. It's like, whoa, he did? <laughs> Who cares? Who gives a shit? Tell me what's happening today. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Also, she's crushing it too. She's super also hard. she's yeah, going to have so many she, triple doubles. And there's another thing: like yeah. people are like, "Oh, we don't care about the WNBA." She gets drafted, and one hour later, her jersey is sold out. out. Yeah. Oh, Which and is, also, like, make more jerseys. First off, like you should have known that. Yes. that was would happen. But that shows that there is there are people who are fans of hers and fans of the WNBA that they want to wear her jersey. Yeah, mm-hmm. and viewership. They just released a statistic: is viewership is up too with the WNBA, mm-hmm. which. Also speaks a lot to like the the shut up and play crowd who's just mm-hmm. like we don't like their activism. It's like well it helped because yeah. uh, they got they got some people in Georgia elected and I and I fully believe that they were a and some murder. people in Georgia fired. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I I wish somebody would come up to me and tell me I throw like a girl because I can throw the best spiral football that you have ever like. You, tell me tell me i throw like a girl and then hand me a football <laughs> and i will show you what it means to throw like a girl um mine uh oh mine i think is 
uh, count it out. Use your fingers. I'm having to. Con- <laughs> I'm having to combine one of them. So um, it's. It doesn't sound very like uh, you know intelligent, but mine is there's a lot of room or there's lots of room, mm-hmm. and I think uh, the narrative is like ah sorry there's just not enough space for us to play this you know tournament it's just like mm-hmm. oh but there is right because espn don't you have a thousand channels or cbs you the, in in this day and age streaming stuff is not that hard so there is space mm-hmm. um and it, it's uh, for me it seems almost deliberate that they're they're just leaving this stuff out on purpose but there's room there's room on espn's homepage. And Nick, you and I talked about this. It's like you could you could scroll forever and not find one one thing about unless it's like some like her mom, you know, some like personal story about an athlete, which is fine. But like I want to see some scores and highlights. And that's a phrase that keeps running through my head when when I'm thinking about women's sports is there's lots of room for this. There's lots of room for conversation. There's lots of room to talk about. So, uh, you know. Did I call her Sabrina? I called her Sabrina a while ago. Did you guys catch that? You did. You but I was I like, did. I was like, what? maybe she means Sabrina Ionescu. But I Wait, think yeah, she I thought Serena. That... <laughs> I meant Serena. Oh my god! Here I am, be like, we matter. <laughs> not even. We'll dub, we'll dub it over. We'll copy you saying it's Serena. 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 Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's god! Like, me. Serena's husband did. <laughs> I meant Serena, and I meant Sabrina. I don't know. You figure it out. Um, <laughs> uh yeah and and i think that phrase that so yeah i that's something that replays in my head a lot just because when i when i see things that are on espn's homepage where i'm just like this could have been a a story about a score from a from a woman's game or something mm-hmm. um can i tell you guys the 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 thing that sent me like almost into a a a a throwing rage like i just wanted to pick up everything around me and throw it at the wall is on the ESPN homepage, you know how like the the side, the right side has like six or seven stories that are yeah, like the like, headlines or whatever. Yeah. Do you guys remember when Andrew Luck retired? And like or, like four of them about his retirement. Well, uh, and rightly so, right? That's a big deal. Like mm-hmm. it, that's a whole story in itself. And like sure. I was even like, that's really sad. They decided to use one of their spaces for a headline to say. Do you guys also remember that there was a parody account for Aaron, Andrew Luck that was... Um, the Civil War one? Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So they used the space that said Andrew Luck's parody account tweets for the last time. And I lost <laughs> my mind. I was like, are you kidding me? This could have been something like innocuous, like, you know, Megan Rapino goes to court to fight, whatever. Something yeah. stupid. But they chose they chose to fill that space, and it seems so deliberate. And that's when I was just like, "Oh my God, there's room, there's room, there's room for us, and there has to be room for us because it it matters. Like the Simone Biles of the world matter, the Serena Williams, the Serena Williams matter." <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So I'm curious. Just we we haven't gotten into it a whole lot, and maybe we don't want to spend too much time on it. But I'm curious, uh, where does that cross over into the comedy world, like? There's and, and comedy has an ouchie. Like we want yeah. people to listen to your show because y- you and and Stephen Felicia talk a lot about this exact idea that there is room for uh for different voices. Women, yeah. there is room for uh LGBTQ members. There, uh, you know, people of color. Like there is room at the table. I guess mm-hmm. use that. That's a. I don't know if I love that phrase, but I'm going to use it for the sake of ease here. <laughs> <a weird> phrase. <laughs> um, but like, do you see that idea crossing over at all into the comedy world where it yeah. feels like 
the the people at the top who are mostly white men, some white women, I'm sure, who, yeah, like, that they say there isn't room for those voices or there isn't room or they center themselves or they center certain types of comedy maybe even i guess i don't i don't really know but yeah like, you see every, that crossover totally everything's curated under a a, a certain sh- system and structure which is how it's always been it's you know the the big shows there i mean the best this is just the easiest example and this isn't it's kind of generalizing but the big shows on stages are usually six people well why why is it only six people and in the past it's been three women three men well why mm-hmm. uh or like even at io um you know, there are 10 people to a team. Well, why? Like, who made that role? Well, there's room for other people and there's room for other types of shows and other types of um, people who don't fit into this mold. But again, I think if you're making the parallel between the sports world, the the crowds that the comedy institutions are trying to pander to would probably line up parallel with the men that the WNBA are trying to pander to by making it cool and accessible, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about some of what's happening right now with the fans. Um, I'm thinking about the parallel between sports fans in stadiums Mm. and comedy fans in uh, comedy uh, environments. Stadiums. (laughs) (laughs) What are they called? What are they called? Theaters. Clubs. Five comics who actually sell out a stadium. Yeah. Like, shout out to Yeah. You know, in the, in, in, sports you have in in most sports you have predominantly black Mm. or you know black or brown talent on the like that that's being consumed right uh and that that is true too of comedy like it's not maybe not as dominated by uh black and brown people but you still have black and brown comedians who are going on stage in front of largely white audiences and having to put up with like even even that even having to deal with certain crowd responses right did trey uh, young get spit on last night trey yeah, young gets spit that. on russell westbrook gets dumped on him yeah, yeah yeah it even goes beyond just like the institutions right like a lot of this stuff gets uh passed down and, and sort of picked up by the the fans as well and the people that consume uh all of all of what mm. we're talking about and so that's even another conversation like it's not just the institutions having to change but it, it's like we have to it has to go as far as like changing the narrative with the people that are consuming these these medias as well. Uh, None of these things should happen. And when it know? does happen, you need your institution to back you up. And that hasn't been a thing mm-hmm. in the past. And it becomes a whole like, well, did it happen? There's There were no camera. There's no camera evidence. Yeah. Like how many times has this happened to, I mean, Jeremy Lin came out with that amazing um, yeah. mm-hmm. written piece. Uh, into soccer play. I mean, the the soccer fans are soccer in fans Europe are awful. Awful. Holy and shit. how many? Yeah. yeah. How many black players have been like the racism I get hurled at? And it's on the institution to be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if we hear it, you're out. If a player says you did this, no questions asked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not. For sure. you're yeah, not it's, not, it's not like a player's randomly going to be like, hey, that dude was saying some shit. Like, <laughs> if he's if he's if the guy's saying that it happened, it, just believe the player. Like, there's no reason yes. not to. Yeah. And I. As you were saying that, I remember for my bachelor party, we were up in Milwaukee and we saw a second city traveling team Mm. and there was a, like, so now I think about too, like I never thought about the six, six people to a team thing. I had never realized that. And I've been to a decent amount of shows and I just, it never clicked. That was like a standard. Um, but they had like a couple people of color and then they had, um, a member of the LGBT uh, Q community. But as you said, I realized like, oh, there was literally, there were zero jokes 
for anyone in the audience who might have been a person of color or who might have been a part of that community or whatever, yeah. like all the jokes were catered specifically to white people. Yeah. And like, if you weren't a white person, you probably weren't going to find the show as yeah. funny as maybe I did because the jokes were like, they made sense to me. Like they, they, they spoke to things that I was familiar with. Yeah. And that's really interesting. I never, I never thought about how they cater even like, like that member of the LGBTQ community or those uh, black uh, comedians that were there their own shows would probably look vastly different. Vastly but since they were different. part of the traveling team and they had to like kind of promote Second City away from home, like they had to fit this mold of like, hey, white people who are rich enough to travel, if you're ever in Chicago, come check us out. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny too. I mean, we were sort of joking about, Noah, you said this before we started recording is that Trump comes up every show uh, for you. <laughs> but yeah. one of- Fuck um, Donald Trump. There yeah. it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Um, Shantira Jackson, who's who's now in California doing amazing things and she's writing for Amber Ruffin, all that stuff. Hmm. Um, she was she was touring. I was watching her speak on something. I, she was doing a panel and I went because I love, I love her. Um and she was like, I knew Trump was getting elected. There was no question in my mind because I toured the country and I did shows for people who didn't want to hear about what my black ass had to say. And that's exactly what she said. And I was like, damn. So it, it's sort of, your, you know, like even then, you know, sure, you made it. You made it to the top. You have this, you've got this on your resume. But that institution is sort of putting you out in front to just be eaten alive by yeah. who their perceived audience is. And so the same is true for sports, right? Mm -hmm. Which is so sad. It, it makes me frustrated. But I will say like the the women's games I've been to is is like a largely more supportive yeah. <laughs> It's very crowd. different. It's a very different environment. Yeah. For sure. Like yeah. the soccer game is just like, it's like a party out there. It's amazing. Um, so I don't know. Women got it going on. <laughs> Women identifying people got it going on. <laughs> I, would, I wish we could just end the episode right there. That would be like, just like just, women identifying people have it going on. Cut to black. Like it's over. Done. Fuck drop. Yeah. Sm smash cut to the credits. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love that conversation. Let's get into this next segment, though, called Time Out. Long. A two to tie. Michigan will have to bring it. Oh, we walked. He walked in, the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he causes he too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. Where we try to do I'm some improv this. role play. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, try I, don't to know get into... I don't want to do this with Ashley because she's actually talented. I'm super supportive. I got you. <laughs> it, I got your maybe, back. <laughs> she's also a coach, though, so maybe this will be a learning experience yeah. for us. Now. We'll, yeah. we'll grow a little bit here. So we in this segment, we try to get into the mind of, of somebody that we've talked about throughout the podcast episode. So what do you guys want to do? Should we do something collaborative or do you guys have anybody in mind? Immediately, I was thinking of um, Naomi, Naomi Osaka, uh, Osaki, mm. oh, sorry. and that like badass press release that she just released. Did you guys? Or she's see like, that? I'm not. I'm not talking. I'm not speaking it. to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking to the press because you guys don't. Care oh, did she pull the the Marshawn right. Lynch? Yeah. She literally in, in her interview. She pulled, post, she she pulled put like Marshawn the more thoughtful preemptively. Yeah, yeah so she's like, not even she, there, so she doesn't get fined. She's not even showing up. She wrote it out, and then there was two other images, and one was a young Serena Williams in an interview where she was like i can't remember exactly what she said but they asked her question she's like oh i'll win it's <laughs> like just very matter of factly and then the next image was marshawn lynch so yeah she was 100 percent channeling i'm just here so i don't get fined yeah. oh i love that so much um yeah so i was immediately just thinking about 
being at a press conference um, as a woman. It's like, hi, uh, yeah, I'm Diane Sawyer. I've got LeBron James here and Serena Williams. And we're just going to ask them a bunch of questions. And then you're just like throwing like terrible questions at the woman and like real intricate questions at LeBron. That could be interesting. Yeah. Who, yeah, wants, yeah. To, who wants to ask the questions? So what we're going to do, I'm going to be a reporter. Nick is going to be playing Steph Curry. And Ashley is going to be playing Sue Bird. So, so I'm here with Steph and, and Sue. Uh, Steph, real quick, I'd just love to hear your thoughts on how this season went. Uh, well, I felt like we competed hard all season, and unfortunately we had a lot of injuries. Clay's been out, um, but Draymond Green, J- Jordan Poole, a lot of guys on the team stepped up and played big roles, and it was unfortunate to, to lose our playing game against the Lakers, but uh, we'll be back next year. Yeah, that's great to hear. Uh, Sue, as a female athlete, how do you juggle work and family? Um, I, well, the same way I dribble, you know, uh, I dr- take the ball, I dribble it up the court, I but call so a play. Hands, your hands are so small. Is it hard to control the ball when you're dribbling it? Oh, uh, not at all. Uh, in, in fact, it's 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 um it's second nature to me at this point because i am such an elite athlete and i uh, spend a lot so, of time so practicing. like motherhood it's a second nature to you it's just i don't actually of... want children it's just one of those personal choices so it's it's not i i have no 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 want to be a mother so it's it's oh that's really that's really interesting i'm going to cut you off there because i've lost interest if you're if you don't want to fit into societal norms Steph, you have a <laughs> wife and children um how are they doing uh, they're doing good. You know, they, they, um, what's my wife's name? Aisha? Oh, bad Aisha. start. Bad. All right. We're going to end this segment now because Steph has forgot his wife's name. My, my fiance's name is Megan. You may know her. Are they, just fia- the- are they engaged? I thought they were married. We, we are engaged. I don't, I don't yes. pay, I don't pay enough attention to your life outside of the reporter. Why are you talking to her in as if she's not right here? She isn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was. That's right. I'm I'm the ghost of Sue Bird. <laughs> and, and this bit fell apart very quickly. <laughs> oh, I was gonna was bounce cool. back from the forgetting Aisha Curry's <laughs> name thing. You just didn't give me a chance. I was gonna bounce back. I feel gross. I, I like was intentionally doing things I hate doing. Like I was like trying really hard to interrupt you. You were really good. You like, got your character. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, was impressive. I slid into that maybe too easily. That's something to think about. <laughs> Talk about it with your therapist. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to, this is therapy. We actually decided Fair. that. So, all right, let's jump into the in the last segment, which is twenty seconds on the clock. We each have 20 seconds to explain why we should or shouldn't. Why listeners should care. Yeah, why why should the listeners care about what we're talking about right now? Um, Nick, I'll let you go first. No, man, you always... Okay, fine. I'll go first, but I'm not happy about it. It's because you messed up Steph's wife's name. Yeah, if you knew his wife's name, then (laughs) you wouldn't be going right now. Let me know whenever you're ready, and I'll start the clock. Okay, ready? All right. Wait, are you you going to show me your phone? You're going to tell me when to go, and then I'll start it. <laughs> okay. Wait, th- this is the same thing we've done three weeks in a row now. Don't well, usually, I usually see your phone. Okay. Uh, go. Right. This 
conversation is important because um, we have to think about future. Can we start over? I'm so mad. <laughs> I'll stop the clock. I'll let you think. You called a timeout. I, I need to do like, better. You were doing like a stump speech instead of just like. <laughs> okay. Um, you, you, right, I'm ready. Start we're, over. We're in the middle. Over. No, we're not starting over. You start. No, we have to start over. No, there was a timeout on the court. The, the oh, but he got clock. fouled. He got fouled. Yeah. He got fouled. They had a foul to give. All right. I have you approximately the right amount of time for Giannis Antetokounmpo to shoot a free throw. Is what yeah, I'm exactly. Saying. You have eight seconds okay. to go. Ready? And three, two. One. It matters because women athletes, women's sports are just as interesting and they're just as talented as the men's leagues. And we need to be able to usher in the next generation understanding that there is value to women playing sports from a young age and having an outlet to look forward to as a professional, a viable professional career. See, that's why I usually do the buzzer sound because. Well, you also started from eleven seconds, so. Because that's when the that's when the foul happened. I don't know how to edit <laughs> this now. <laughs> that's gonna be a mess. What do I want to say here? All right, you should care about women's sports because this is gonna be, come as a shock to some people. Uh, women are people too, and uh, I, shocking, I know. And what they do is just as important to our society and to our culture as what the men are doing. So suck it up and start paying attention to women. Ooh, that was like right on the 20 seconds. He's you so hit, good at you it. You hit that I'm shot. so much better at this than I am timeout. <laughs> You're just like, I think this oh, is yeah, Nick, we didn't We didn't talk about what happened with yours. You definitely got fouled and then didn't think you had enough time. And so you just like threw up a wild fucking shot and the game was over. And that'll that'll be on the top ten tomorrow, even though even though Super crushed crushed a, a game yeah. beat, but buzzer beater. <laughs> she hit like a she's gonna hit like a full court buzzer beater <laughs> she's gonna be with in, like the entire team yeah. on her face. She's in the locker room and, and she hits like, it. <laughs> it. It'll be it'll be number ten, and then number one is gonna be like a, a male dog a walk fishing. Off, a walk-off single or something like that <laughs> yeah. from two teams here below 500. Yeah. 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 It's sad. Okay. okay. There we go. Actually, it's your I turn. I think you so. Have it's, it's why this matters. Okay. Just, you have 20 seconds to tell us, tell the listener why it is worth their time to care about women's sports. You, We shouldn't have to do this, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sports are transformative and learning how to play sports at a young age changed my life. And I think if we can provide that opportunity for other girls, I think it, it would make us all better people and then have their brothers appreciate them doing sports too. And just my dream is in two seconds, my dream is that there is no men's and women's leagues. We all play together. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I should have made it clear, I guess, that you have 20 seconds. That doesn't mean you get to... You have to use 20 seconds. Like, if you can get I'm an artist, man. Seconds, when I find my light, I'm going for it. <laughs> no, that was good. I, I should have started blinking the red light in the back. Like, Ashley, get off stage. You got two minutes, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. I think you made, I think that was like the Kawhi Leonard shot against Yeah, Philly. that was, it bounced like, around a lot. You let it go, it. and it sat there for two seconds circling the drain, and then it dropped. So, like, I think you got it off in time, and it went in. Is that and I think, Kawhi from Raptors or Kawhi, Kawhi from Spurs? That was Raptors. That's Raptors. Raptors yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can deal with that. So I, th I think that I think you. Uh, I think you, I think you got that one to go down. We're gonna insert Kawhi's laugh somewhere <laughs> in that section. <laughs>
Uh, awesome. Well, that's that's everything. We we got yeah. through it. But Ashley, this was fun. This was so fun. I could Would talk you about like this forever. I, I I it's an open door. Like I'm coming back. You are welcome. Let's talk to about it all. <laughs> and you know, next time maybe we talk about Drew Brees. <sighs> uh, maybe we talk about you know the Washington Capitals. That would just be us listening to you mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. I was thinking about this conversation we had over Slack. Uh, like maybe it was a year ago. I don't even know when we were talking about the NBA Finals, and I was like, I think it's going to be the Bucks next year. And you made fun of me, Noah, because you did. were like, "That's I, some ball." And now, how they do it? Hey, <laughs> until it happens, I'm going to say that I'm correct. I never. <laughs> that's fair. If you would have said like, "Hey, they're getting out of the first round," and I laughed to you, that's one thing. <laughs> they got a while before I they know. get to the championship. I was just like, I can't believe we're here. Like, how much time has passed? It's um, already the playoffs. Yes, yeah. isn't that nuts? I would love to Wild. see them crush it so actually uh yeah thanks for joining us do you is there anything that you'd want to plug or like obviously we want people to listen to comedy has an ouchie but listen yeah what what do you want yeah listen to comedy has an ouchie it's also on this network so you know search for it comedy has an ouchie (laughs) you know that we'll drop a link to it it. we'll make we'll make it easier for you (laughs) people are listening to this and they're just like that's improv like oh lord (laughs) no wonder why it's so so bad (laughs) uh yeah great awesome nick you want the last word no, we usually end the episode by saying oh, yeah. what we are enjoying in sports or looking forward to in sports right now. Come I'm on. excited uh, because we're nearing the Olympics and I have absolutely no American pride, but it's still fun Same. to watch the Olympics. And like, that means I think in June, the, the, the U.S. women's team has three friendlies i believe so there we'll be able to watch them play a couple games here before the olympics actually start um yeah so i'm just i'm excited about that mine's the same actually and there's there's a lot of problems with the olympics and the ioc and all that stuff but like when it comes down to it being able to watch these people who have worked so hard all their like for so long to do to just like compete on this level i am so excited I am so excited to bring it back to Simone Biles. I am so excited to see what she does and to see how other people rise to that and see what the other people around her also do, the competitors. I think that's going to be, gymnastics is going to be lit this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if the other competitors pull like stuff out of their bag that no one's ever seen yeah. before or if it's just going to be like, well, Simone Biles just like... It wasn't even close. Like just the, competing the, against like yourself at this the point. Gap, the gap between second and like 15th was closer than second and first, yeah. which I'm kind of leaning that way just because she's so untouchable. Yeah. Oh, and then and then also uh, the, the tennis tournaments that are kicking them back up since we talked about Naomi. Like I'm, I, I love that. I will get up super early to watch these these people play. It's, mm. Is it the clay court? Are they in the clay court at the French Open? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Get all dirty. <laughs> 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 All right, disclaimer on this episode, it's filthy. <laughs> Good thing these are already labeled explicit. Yeah. So, uh, I, I remembered what I'm excited about, you guys. So excited. I am yeah, looking forward it. to continuing to watch this Knicks-Hawks uh, mm. playoff mm. series. It's been so fun like to see... We, I know we talked about fans being problematic earlier, but like honestly, it's been so fun to have fans back and just especially in, in Madison Square Garden like it is crazy to see the interaction between the players and fans in that stadium historically there's always trash talk back and forth between mm. uh Reggie Miller yep. LeBron James Kobe like all of these legendary players have come through the garden 
and have had like these amazing back and forth with the with the fans and we're seeing it with Trey Young. It's a lot of fun. I'm just excited that the Knicks are good again. Oh yeah. It's great for the league. So I'm I love that series and uh, looking forward to watching that some more. Love so. a redemption story too with Derrick Rose. That's that's mm-hmm. the best. Him and Tom Thibodeau showing that mm-hmm. Chicago can can knock you down but it can't keep you down. That's right. Oh. Can you get out of a, a bad system? You might fly. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy has an algae. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it's it. ending there. It's ending put, there. Put that, the on it. Those are the last words. Okay, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time, everyone. Bye. Love you. <laughs>